Reed, uh, what did you think of Tacoma? Oh, boy. That's a big question. I like Tacoma. Um, we we were talking for a few minutes before and then had to restart, so it feels weird to say a lot of the same things verbatim. But, uh, oh, you shun them behind the curtain. I Well, whatever. You've given it away. <laughs> I was trying to cover it up by being like, you're trying Host, to be a big hostly. You're trying to be a big green face and yeah. I'm just a bald asshole with a microphone. All right. right well, I'll do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, no, I have to say that otherwise I feel too self-conscious to repeat myself. Yeah, it feels too much like acting or something, which yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I, I like this game quite a bit. I uh, I think it's really good. I'm worried about potentially overselling it a bit too much because I think mm. it's uh, I think we've had a bit of a drought this year despite some of the games coming out some of the big games coming out to uh, a lot of celebration you know a lot of talk about 2017 has been this kind of godsend of fantastic video games uh, and I think I, I'm not I'm not really on board with that I have been not super impressed with a lot of what I played this year and and so I worry about maybe overselling Tacoma because it's maybe the first game I have played this year that has mm, kind of spoken to something other than kind of spoken to something truthfully about the world we live in. That mm. sounds that also sounds a bit grandiose, but it just um, a game that I think I will think about again in five years, in ten years. Mm. Whereas I, I'm not sure, barring one or two exceptions, that there has been much else like that this year mm. what do you um, think I enjoyed it I was never bored by it I had a few moments with it where like you it, it maybe made me reflect admittedly in quite a brief and superficial way about things that are actually going on it had a couple of moments of otherwise quiet contemplation to sort of looking at it and enjoying it and indulging it in a kind of <clears throat> like smoking a cigarette drinking a nice drink sort of way and I want more games that are of the same length as Tacoma, I really enjoyed how long it was uh, yeah. and it's a good looking game, it's well acted, uh, mostly I think well written or at least written in a way that um, or written you know, to a quality that you wouldn't normally expect of a video game which is a, a terrible and backhanded and for the prosecution rather than for the defense of video games kind of statement but nevertheless Tacoma was, was better written than most of the things I've played certainly this year uh, but also mild is the word I keep using for it a, a mm -hmm. bit tepid, a bit inoffensive in every sense um, Gone Home was <laughs> In, in video game cultural history terms, epochal, I think. I think it, it, it changed a lot of how people wrote about pop and mainstream games, a lot of how people played pop and mainstream games, and opened the door for a lot more games like it, or, or games with similar aspirations and sensibilities and, and a similar level of um, ambition or intelligence, if you like. Although I, I don't necessarily like to call a game like Gone Home more intelligent than than a game not like Gone Home. I don't think that's strictly true, but I, I think Gone Home shook things up forever and 
that's not again I'm, I'm not making a blanket statement about how good it was I, I'm not quite sure how much I like Gone Home still but I, I think it's a legacy is undeniable Tacoma um, I'm not expecting every game out of the Fulbright company to be similarly defining but it's uh, a much much less I suppose fiery follow up it's, it's not a game I'm going to think about much years down the line if, if I've just finished writing articles about the, the, the legacy of Gone Home the, the effect of Gone Home I can't see me doing an article about Tacoma in a similar style I, I feel like it's quite a contained enjoyable for a couple of months sort of deal whereas Gone Home felt um, defining of a certain period I don't know if hmm. but I don't know if that necessarily reduces I don't know you know just because I don't, I don't think not, it does yeah I don't think it does either but what I what I do feel was when I was playing Gone Home it was certainly within the shadow oh excuse me when I was playing Tacoma it was certainly within the shadow of Gone Home yeah it's it, well it, yeah. If Gone Home, if Gone Home propagated games like the Magic Circle, Soma, Firewatch, you know, if it made those games kind of possible, or, or, or sort of outlined a style and an architecture in which those games fit, then Tacoma is is not as good as any of them, basically. So I, I think Tacoma is almost like a victim of Gone Home's success in, in that in that very sort of roundabout way. Yeah, um, which is. Hard to say though, too, because then also, I would say I like Gone Home. Uh, I would say I don't like it as much. I think, I think a game like Firewatch, um, for me, something like Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, um, Soma, I would agree with too. I think I like those games more, um, but I don't. I don't think, um, you know. So I think Gone Home was kind of lesser than them. I. It also feels icky too, because then it feels like we're making some sort of—I don't know. Those games to me feel like a selection of stories, is how I remember mm. them. And so, saying that one story is just better than the others is—is is, yeah. is, kind of feels uh, like doing a disservice to. As soon as you start classifying those games as all part of the same genre, then it does. It feels like shortchanging what they actually are. Well, and like the genre <laughs> thing, maybe is is fine as just a, a short term a shorthand for for them but yeah it almost becomes like well you know assassin's creed brotherhood is better than assassin's creed you know revelations or something like we can rank them all um mm. which which i think is does a, yeah a pretty big disservice to to these games um sorry i i don't want to end up like kind of in the woods here though too um but I think the the interesting thing really is that I I don't think Tacoma to me felt in any way lesser than Gone Home. To me, mm. it felt very much like reading, you know, the the second novel, or in this case, maybe it would be the second short story after a well received single short story by by the same author. Um, yeah. I think there were things about it that seemed like they were in some ways kind of more confidently made but also mm -hmm. confident in in formal terms not in in general concept and execution um mm. i don't know god there's a lot to, t to talk about this when i feel like well, we're just I, starting off and there's, I, there's already so many different things i want to talk about 
I'm tempted for the, the sake of this discussion, I think maybe there is a discussion to be had about Tacoma's relationship with Gone Home. I'm tempted for this discussion to to almost like draw the tape around Gone Home and say that's for another day and to just try and talk I, about Tacoma. I think that's the right thing to do because I don't think it's fair to... I think Tacoma is, regardless of, uh, you know, being the, the sophomore game from, from a studio that first made their debut with, with Gone Home, uh, there is a lot to talk about in terms of it being the follow-up in a sense, but yeah. I, I don't think that's fair to it because it is a game that has more than enough going on to justify just talking about it on its own. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. So its relationship to Gone Home, I think my, my final word in it would be uh, I can see occasionally in Tacoma some of the same subject matter, some of the, basically some of the same brains in a, in a kind of what they're which what is they refreshing want, what isn't it yeah it is yeah so you can you can see the the same people who have the same things that they want to write about and the same things that they want to say with games made both Tacoma and Gone Home you, you can see uh, the an authorial a similar authorial presence in both titles and my final word would be that both uh, not helps and hinders but sort of positively and negatively inflects Tacoma for me so that that's how I feel about his relationship with with Gone Home yeah uh, I guess yeah I guess it's 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 just the way that we often talk about games is so sort of uh, boiled down to, to something less interesting than I think the thought that sometimes goes into them um, yeah. but but you can talk about Gone Home and I feel like they're you know films by the same director stories by the same author mm -hmm. uh, albums by the same band which is probably the way to think about it um, anyway yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so Tacoma um, what I I'm going to start I think with what I enjoyed about it the most um, and what I enjoyed about it was one of the things that I'm crowing about constantly when it comes to games is uh, an absence of <clears throat> humanity and human characters, you know, like an on-screen particularly in these kinds of again, trying to call Tacoma this kind of game feels almost bullshit because it's a drama and you know, I know. To sort of lock it into a certain genre feels reductive, but in, in there's a litany of games I think over the past five years or maybe not quite that long, but the last five years certainly um that have tried to, you know, claim to be about the human condition, human subjects, things like mental health, things like grief, things like uh, abandonment, things like death, things like love, th whatever. So you've got, you know, everybody's gone to the rapture, sunset, firewatch, soma, gone home. Um, are any, uh, are any others? Dear Esther, I suppose. Ether one, uh, maybe the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's probably the kind of bench. There, there are quite a few. It's yeah. There there are a lot of other examples that popped into my mind, but some of them are maybe not as prominent. Yeah. Okay. So which, maybe those are some of the biggest hitters, right? Yeah. Which kind of shows that it is its own genre now. That there are kind of you know a canon of them and and some kind of orbiting around it. <clears throat> and the, the numerousness of them doesn't bother me. What what bothers me always is. That in in most of, if not all of these games, um, you you don't actually meet a person. You don't you know you meet for similes of people. You get you know a recording of their voice or a silhouette. Or in everybody's gone to the rapture, you get a kind of 
uh, like ghost of them um, and things like that and you never actually meet a person and, and that to me we've talked about this on other things on like bullet points or whatever we've talked about why that's a blockade for me and it is a blockade I, I find it hard to be convinced by a human story when there's not like an actual on-screen human character I always get the sense that the game makers are are trying to sort of have their cake and eat it and say this is a human story but we've not actually really bothered to muddy our hands in, in actual people actually having a conversation with you face to face and the, the implications of that it feels like an aversionary tactic so that's one of my biggest gripes and Tacoma doesn't exactly go all the way it doesn't go as far as Soma did where, where in Soma you have this 10 minute kind of dialogue scene with an actual human um, in Tacoma you, you have these simulated or like recordings of people but um, what you're actually you're not just listening to their voices or something you, you're seeing um, outlines of their bodies move around you can rewind it and fast forward it and uh, you're basically watching these people at work and watching them in a, in a kind of <clears throat> pricey down basic sense but you are watching them and they do often feel like they're there with you in the room and that's one of the things I enjoyed I enjoyed it because it, it did convey to me an abstract sense of these people uh-huh. um they have distinctive silhouettes the recreations of them there's this really nice effect where if you go close to one of the the silhouettes it's sort of blurry and shaky and if if one of the things i'm always talking about is that humans are are messy and and sort of not you know in in solid outline that we've got kind of unstable emotions i like that these silhouettes were kind of shaky and unstable and the other thing about tacoma I, I felt like a lot of the information that you learned about the characters you didn't get just through their items. You didn't yeah. get through their possessions. Because yeah. what, what the other thing that bothers me about these games is that it insists that what we own, like our material possessions, are what define us. Just by looking at someone's bookshelf, you can know everything about them. And I don't think that's true. I think that's a really dangerous way to think about people. It's a simplified and cynical and kind of cheap way to think about people. And Tacoma, yeah, the amount of items that you find compared, try not to mention it, but have to, gone home, is is much lower. You you learn about these people by listening to what what they're actually saying and kind of watching the way they move, albeit in this sort of dumbed yeah. down sense. And they, um, yeah, no, I I think also the the way they move around um, mm. is detailed enough that you get a sense of what kind of people they are. Aside from the voice acting as well, which I think goes a long way in this game to toward characterizing these the cast. Um, Certain certain things that they do, just um, you do get a sense of, of the way they kind of hold themselves and the way that they walk, of mm-hmm. uh, you know, some aspect of their personality. Um, yeah, I I think that stuff does work really well, and it does feel sort of like a not like it. It doesn't feel they still have they're showing in this game in the same way as in Gone Home. I think that you you can tell something about people from their what they've left behind but it isn't uh it isn't the whole picture this game when you when you find things in their rooms it almost feels just sort of what you'd expect to find like you already know them well enough to to have some sense of uh what kind of people they are but because this is a sci-fi game too a lot of the stuff that you're finding is sort of it it tells you about the characters it's also kind of filling you in on the nature of this world that they live in, um, but yeah, I I don't know. It it feels more. I'd say that you know, and I'll I'll I guess mention Gone Home again because sorry, uh, but if Gone Home is kind of a you know takes the ghost story 
as its premise that it works from. Uh, and this game takes kind of the space disaster sci-fi story as its premise. Um, Gone Home felt like you were uncovering the dead, you know, that you were you were sort of digging up things from them. And this game feels like uh, sort of something where, you know, Gone Home is these items are, are from the past and they've persisted and they can't quite go away and they, they form the picture of what exists now, uh, you know, in ghostly kind of way. And in Tacoma, everything is kind of surveillance. You're, you're looking at documents, sort of cold artificial data. You know, you have these wireframe kind of visions of the characters. You have the text messages that they send to each other. You have documents on their, on their computers. And that stuff is providing more understanding of who they are, even though it is just their data. Um, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. I think there's... Yeah, it's colder, it in a sense. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. I, I don't know if it's a deliberate effort, but I think it's something that must have been in somewhere within the people making this game was was a, a desire to take people away from their possessions, take these characters away from their items. Because what I think the space station, the fact of it being a workplace... Uh, sort of a living place but not not home you know it's a workplace mm -hmm. and it's set in a science fiction future is to basically strip away us as as players strip away our innate relationship to it so when we pick up an item in, in gone home da, 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 not trying to mention it but still when we pick up an item in gone home um we instantly kind of get something like right away from it you know we we, we can look at that item for a long time because it's something that we know and that makes the items themselves become kind of uh, you know, a huge repository of information for us. You know, it's all about the items because these are things that we identify with. We identify with these items. In Tacoma, because it's in a the distant future and in a space station, we don't really identify with the items so much because some of them are obscure. Some of them just make, don't make any sense. You know what I mean? Some of them we have like no personal relationship with whatsoever. I can remember picking up the money and, you know, it's, yep. it's got things written on it that I have no idea. When you look at like their ID cards and stuff, it mentions countries and sort of unifi unifications of countries that don't exist in our time. So but what I found basically in Tacoma and reading the letters as well, because it's a workplace, I'm not reading like their personal um, correspondences. I'm reading, you know, from corporate headquarters to corporate headquarters. So what I found myself doing often in Tacoma was picking up an item going, oh, yeah, I'm putting it back down. Whereas in Gone Home, I'd stand there for ages kind of studiously looking at these items going, oh, my God, like it's this VHS of the X-Files. In this, I, I just look at it and go, yep, and down again. So I basically have to. I spend more time looking at the characters themselves and less time yeah. just, just, just kind of uh, like fetishizing their, their, their items. I, yeah, and I know fetishizing doesn't necessarily doesn't denote something or connote something uh, negative, right but in in gone home it the familiarity of the items seemed sort of the point to me i yeah i to try and consolidate what i was just saying into one sentence i think there's an effort in, in tacoma to to push you away from the item yeah to, exactly okay to get you to, to get you to do something other than just look at items because a lot of them won't make sense to you and deliberately so a lot of them are, are abstract you know you you, you don't get a solid chunk of information out of everything you pick up you have to have the voices of the characters you have to have their their body language and their performances right and and i would say the the final point of tacoma uh to me at least you know the way what i kind of took away from it was uh that it was halfway a story of 
of the danger of thinking you know enough because of the data that we produce mm-hmm. by living you know the that that just raw you know a, a few text messages and emails and you know uh, records of our education and where we've lived and our you know relationship status and everything is enough to know who we are because mm-hmm. at the end of the game you don't know who you don't truly know who you are uh, playing as uh, mm-hmm. in, until you know literally I think the last two minutes maybe um, you don't know who the cast is really you kind of assume they're all dead turns out to mm-hmm. not be the case um, you don't truly know the scope of what's going on in, in this setting until the very end either you underestimate these AI which itself is just data you know you, you think yeah. of it as being sort of clever uh, a clever robot and the villain in this story is uh, a corporation that is willing to sacrifice people just based on sets of data you know mm. um, and so in a lot of ways it I don't know I guess yeah you can talk about it in relation to Gone Home if you uh, want to talk about the, how these two two outlooks kind of clash with each other because it almost yeah. seems like a refutation of, of Gone Home saying hmm but even Gone the, Home subverted a ghost story because at the end you think there's going to be a death and it turns out to be something a lot more positive. There's a thing There's a thing with Gone Home, I think the tension in Gone Home is that you're playing somebody's sister or daughter. So your character basically knows more about these people than you ever could. Right, uh, okay. Whereas, whereas in Tacoma you're coming to these people fresh. So in, in Gone Home I always felt quite distant from the characters because I was playing someone who knew them innately and I could only know them through artifacts and she seemed to be able to predict or, 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 or I, I got the sense that the character I was playing uh, understood more what I was looking at than I ever did. In Tacoma you're, you're coming to these characters completely fresh but there's also, like you so read, there's that tension where the, the game I think is, is really about the danger of interacting with people at a distance and the way, it, I, I think the, one of the, the strongest ways that it insists that is the the malfunction on the ship um, is you know caused by like you said like a, by a, a corporation that views people simply as data and um, it's it's governed by an AI that you can't really touch and like you know feel mm-hmm. um, so there's all of these kind of like proxy people who are the ones that are and, and, and proxy people and their proxy understanding of other people are the things that are causing all the trouble in the first place. <laughs> Um, but then, so yeah, it's, it's, it's sorry. Yeah, sorry, no, go on, carry on. No, I was just gonna say though, but if if you're, I think with that approach, that leaves out the fact that at the end of the game, they're saying that these AIs are considered sort of people now. It's it's the ending is a real difficult one for me because what you were just saying about how you feel like you know your character because you've read her emails you've seen her correspondences with work and then it turns out she's someone completely different almost at the end basically you think you're working for the evil corporation and it turns out you're actually working for some underground galactic agency that rescues AIs and gives them safe haven because this this they, they consider AIs people who have the same rights as people and it turns out you're working for them instead and it comes a little bit out of nowhere and it's a uh, pretty cheap twist ending and yeah it maybe does a twist is probably too big a term but it, it, it's a it's an inflection on the ending it, it is sort of a, out of nowhere 
it's a twist ending. It's I don't think it's as I don't a hundred percent love the ending, but I see why no. they did it. You know? It, I, I it don't refers, think it's cheap. It refers to everything we were just talking about, about how um you can't really know someone unless you, you actually like take the time to know them. You can't know someone through their belongings. It it does refer to that. But it also, like you just said, it, it similarly undercuts it by saying that like an approximation of a person is also a person. Um, yeah, yeah so there's a, there's a delicate kind of... It's a lot. I, have, have you played um, anything by Nina Freeman? I played a game of hers. She has a lot of... The bloody name of it. Did you play Sybil or Sibel? I think it's Sybil. Maybe. No, I didn't. Okay, you really should play that. I think that's um, that's a really good game. And uh, and she joined them. I can't forget. It's every time it's a smaller studio. I forget sort of the how the roles are, you know, broken down. Um, but Nina Freeman joined Fulbright, and a lot of her last two games. I, she makes a lot of small vignette games too, sort of in between. You know, a game that can sort of understand what it is and uh, you know spend 10 or 15 minutes with it um, but her last two sort of longer games <clears throat> Sybil and uh, Lost Memory or Lost Memories are both games that you play from uh, the vantage point of you're just a cursor on a desktop uh, someone else's desktop and you are learning things about them uh, through their documents uh, through their chat logs and things like that um, and she plays with I mean a lot of different things especially in, in Sybil um, with the ideas of feeling like you're intruding on someone's personal space through things that are sometimes thought of as not exactly personal like when you're, when you're saying something about how much can you know about someone based on on their data, right? Based on things that are 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 not intimate. Um, that's pretty much, I think, what Sybil is about. And in, in, if you had to pick one core aspect of it, I think to focus on. Um, and so you see this stuff come up in Tacoma, and it feels so much like it's, you know, I I, I think this game is being worked on even before she joined them, but it feels so much like it's an extension of. You know, grappling with this idea that maybe you can figure something out, but you can't see all of it. You know, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't to me feel maybe as black and white as this game is saying you need to see these people in person to know who they are. And mm. and you... You know, I, I, I don't think it necessarily takes an easy stance on on declaring one way or the other what this means. I think it's saying that it's complicated now. You know, that, I, think so. I think so as well. That we are kind of now a mix right. of kind of like our digital <laughs> like droppings, you know, like yeah. like like the stuff we're just discarding all the time as we live our lives, you know, our text messages and emails and you know, the yeah. choice of a background on our phone or something. Um I don't think it is I don't think it's dogmatic enough to say, yeah, you, you have to be with people or or yes, you can learn about them through the things that they leave behind. Um because I, I, you know, I never saw any of those characters, but I did get a sense of who they were. Yeah, um, but then you also don't know enough about them. 
right? Because that almost feels like what it's saying when you actually sort of understand more about. I sorry, I keep forgetting the name of the player character. Amy. Amy, you you kind of think you know who she is the entire game, or some aspect of who she is, and it just turns out no, you didn't. Um. Mm. And I, I have to think that's intentional. I have to think it's it's something about saying, look at you've looked through all these things you've seen all this stuff about these people but you haven't known everything about them because how could a, you it's a more yeah exactly and I, I think it's a I think it's probably a more mature stance to maybe even maybe even I can't be able to put the word even in that sentence I think it's a more mature stance than the one that I have which is to say it has to be the characters are in there with the room with you or else they're not people it's probably more mature to say you know a mixture of these things can tell you something about a person I think that that's that's probably more true as well I feel like I do get some sense of people by for example reading what they write on Twitter I mean I think a lot of it is performative and uh, I think a lot of it is pretense but also almost by process of performing and uh, pretending over social networking I give something away about myself Um, yeah and I think I think Tacoma is is aware of that I think that it is sort of trying to get at the fact that you you can have it both ways you can learn <clears throat> you can learn about people through through all these different ways of interacting with them um but then again interacting with them feels almost like too big a term because you'd never really talk to or engage or gesticulate with any of these characters yeah um, and 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 the, the fast forwarding and rewinding of their footage is a necessity it's a mechanical contrivance it makes you know contextual sense and all this kind of stuff but it also makes them feel kind of there just for your sake but but i think you are supposed to feel that yeah you are yeah because you i i think yeah (laughs) i don't know and then i i feel like i want to talk about certain stuff too like i don't want to keep referencing Gone Home and I don't want to keep referencing Sybil especially because you haven't played it um, but there are moments where you're, you're doing your thing you're coming upon these scenes and you, you kind of get the rhythm of how it works um, when when to pause the scene and pull up the personal data that, that gets brought up when a character brings it up um, you know the files and stuff that kind of floats around their head and you get into the rhythm of doing this and, and you kind of figure out that's a thing with games that no it does happen in film and, and books too but I think you spend sometimes a while just getting the, the pace of the game wrapping your head around the way the story is told and I think you get comfortable once you kind of figure that point out and in Tacoma once you feel like you've understood everything and you're just kind of now I'm watching the story unfold there are a few things that happen that feel like it makes you feel like you shouldn't be watching as much of this as you are. That's right. You see some things that are too private uh, for you as someone who's just collecting the data. Um, so it, it they... that seemed very much on purpose to me that you see, you know, the doctor, I think at one point she changes. And you don't, you know, you're not actually seeing anything, but it's almost more, feels more like you're snooping when it's like just this bland you know, wireframe holograph yeah. featureless person like going through the motions of changing in and out of their clothes. 
you you're know. playing as a you're playing as a corporate spy and you're 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 rifling through these people's possessions and yeah there there are several moments in gone home uh, fucking in Tacoma when um it's not an experience i've ever had in a game before i don't think where i actually felt uneasy about looking in someone's locker in in a typically in a video game you open someone's locker or any locker and it's just it's yours you you're, you have the implicit understanding that whatever's in there is for you for the benefit of the player and in this game i felt like i was invading somebody's space like this wasn't really mine and um i think one of the ways they achieve that one is is by developing a strong sense of the relationship between these characters and and their lives and you feel like that's just for them because they have such a rich textured life it's, it's nothing to do with you and mm -hmm. the other way is, is just <clears throat> just by virtue of you being there on behalf of a corporation the kind of official language yeah. in which your mission is given to you makes you feel like you're doing and so so partly I didn't want to invade on their their stuff on their possessions because I didn't want to interfere with their personal dramas and on the other hand I didn't want to do it because I felt like it wasn't sort of mission pertinent so if I came across something that was like a love letter I think well this isn't what I'm here for so I wouldn't read it um, and yeah I mean that's that again it's it's. I appreciate that I appreciate being made to feel that way um, because it, it does it does infuse these characters with, with a sort of a, a deeper humanity if I get the sense that there's, there's stuff going on in their lives that's nothing to do with me um, at, at the same time no, actually no. Fuck that. I, I, I. That was that was a new experience for me in Tacoma. That that is something that I've not really experienced before. This sense of actually not wanting to know, of feeling like it's not my, basically feeling like it's not my right. Yeah. In games, it's, in games, it's always your right. Everything is your right in games. It's your right to kill. It's your right to st in Fallout. In the Fallout games, I think it's like a, a really potent example of this. It's your right to kind of just break into someone's house and take what you want. Um, and just pick stuff up and whatever. I mean, you might get penalised for it somehow, but but you can always you can get just, better at it. And then you can always get better at it and, just and do try it. to ignore um, the the penalties. Yeah. So it, it, in games, in, in so many different ways, it's always your right. It's your right to come back to life. It's your right to to understand everything. It's your right to all the law. In Tacoma, there were a lot of things where I felt very much like an invader, and I, I felt like I need to look away and uncomfortable, and I'd start the recordings or put the letter down or or whatever. Um, one of the ways they do it, one, one of the, they did this in Gone Home, to fucking reference it for like the millionth prohibited I'm just time. Giving up at this point. <laughs> it's, but, uh, it's what it is. There's a bit in Gone Home where you pick up a, a diary entry and, and Sam details uh, like having sex with Lonnie, and you kind of read it for like half a second, and your character goes, "Nope, you know, that's nothing to do with me." Yeah. Puts you back down, and then you can't pick it back up again. You're just not allowed to pick it back up again because it's 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 private. It's a, it's a well, and she's. She's Love her that. sister, and she's and saying, she's her sister as well. Yeah, I, I don't need to know. And then in this game, you find under the bed of uh, one of the couples in the game, you find a sex toy, and um, if you highlight it, you just get the sort of note that just says, you know, I'm not, I'm touching that. That's, you know, that's too much. Um, and those two little details, yeah, you 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 get a great sense of these people having a life beyond what you're allowed to see or what is yours. Yeah, you don't feel like as much as you can rewind and fast forward and pause them you also can't really have everything off there so they feel kind of in one hand almost like a utility on the other hand like something that you know is much more complicated and much more its own than a utility which okay I guess I'll say A play civil for more of that feeling of voyeurism Invasion. 
kind of yeah, and invasion I think is a good sense of there are moments you will play that game where at least I felt like I should not be playing this. This was not something that you know that I should be allowed to to be looking at, you know? Like you somehow someone else's computer had opened on on your screen and and instead of shutting it off, you were still just kind of looking through their stuff. Um, that kind of feeling. But I would say I was I was going to say I really appreciate that the idea that there is more going on to these characters kind of than than you you see and that you feel like sort of like you're you're maybe infringing on their space to a certain degree and i was going to say but is that just a formal trick and is it kind of just you know cheap in that sense but then i already think no it's it's not because i, th I think you hit it on the head when you said that uh y you do always get the sense that there are is more going on with these characters than what you are being shown, which I think is just character writing 101, right? Mm. It's mm. And, and maybe something that we don't see as often as we should in games, that these characters are rich enough that we can imagine their lives extending beyond what's shown when they're on screen. Yeah. It's, it, it, like you say, it feels like a, a pretty basic hurdle to um, to get over when it comes to writing, but it's not one that games seem to bother because they're 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 occupied again by this idea of agency and everything should be given to you and you, you should be um, should be allowed to understand you should you know the the idea of the idea of not knowing something the idea of not having the power of some knowledge or the idea of not having power full stop in a game still feels like a huge novelty and I think that it goes for game makers players and critics the idea of being prohibited. Um, feels like a, a weird, but it, it's you know it's a it's a basis I think of, of all fiction. Well, it's, and it's probably where games have to go next, right? If if they want to tell more interesting stories, I, I, I think. I, so. think. I mean, I, I, and it feels it feels absurd to sit here pointing this out, okay? Because it's such a it's it's such a non. It's like hardwired, you know what I mean? It's like it's like basic. It's like trying to explain why it would be beneficial to a person if they blinked. You know, it, it, it's it's but, just. But it's also know. the effect of an industry where it's like a spoiled child, where you have somehow been telling your child that they should go everywhere they possibly can and do everything they can, mm. and no limits, and the more free you are, the better, and trying to rein that back in. You know, it's, it's a, that's a long ship to turn around, and I don't know if it'll. When I'm cynical, I think it'll never happen. That people will never. I mean, you look okay. So if we're gonna, I guess, get somewhat back into that genre stuff a little bit, you look at the fact that people debate. Thankfully, not as much anymore. But around the time Gone Home came out, the big hubbub around it uh, was: Is this even a game? You know, which was maybe a conversation they could have had back at Dear Esther, but. It wasn't, I guess, visible enough. But the idea that, oh, if you're just walking around and you're just looking at things and listening to things, is that a game? And of course it is, right? But it's such a, uh, a slap in the face to the idea that games should be, they're better if they're bigger and more permissive, that if they're all sort of like a deus ex or a, a prey or something, right? That they're, that that's the ideal. You know, mm -hmm. the ideal is, 
your imagination is the limit, uh, which mm. is antithetical to any kind of interesting story. Um, yeah, and I, I think Tacoma shows that even within, I guess to be more specific, Tacoma shows that even within the, the genre it takes place in, is that maybe you don't get to, you shouldn't get to feel good about rifling through everyone's stuff, that some of it mm. is not for you, that characters are presented to you the way they're presented for a reason, if that makes sense. But there's also something about Tacoma that, contrary to all of this, feels quite tidy and and feels you know, if, if what we're talking about is uh, a better not, oh god, I hate these fucking like qualitative words, but if, if what we're talking about is, is a different kind of fiction, one where not everything is given to you neatly, not everything is yours to, to pass at your will uh, I, I feel like Tacoma is, is quite a tidy story it is quite a neat bundle, it, it is kind of presented to you in a way that is, is easy to unpack um, you know, everyone's kind of, each character's kind of main story and sub-story ties up uh, there's a distinct impression that the villain's going to get his comeuppance, everyone gets away scot-free and uh, your character, contrary to the beginning of the game when she's got some sort of suggestion of ambiguity or, or maybe like hidden malevolence is actually the good guy so by the end of the game everything's quite tidy now I, I, I actually don't think that's a criticism I quite like the the completeness of the story I, I quite like that it, it felt like a a, a very yeah. sort of circular complete loop and, and everything was wrapped up quite like really well kind of efficiently um, it takes me back to I think um, I think it was Ron Howard or, or Danny Boyle but I, I one of these filmmakers and said that you can basically do anything you want in the film as long as you let the audience leave with a smile or let the audience leave with like a good feeling in their chest one of the two uh, masters Danny Boyle and Ron Howard yeah yeah um I, I I have a lot of time for that I mean I don't think it's a, an absolute you know a religious approach that you should take but I, I have I have some some sympathy and and some some love for for that way of thinking about writing and yeah Tacoma is that it's it's a it's a neatly packaged story um what do all... you think that that's kind of to its detriment though no there, there's a lot about this well one thing one thing you said to me when I finished playing it and, and was speaking to you, you you said and I thought this was this was very true that this is a game that's presumably been in development for you know th between three and five years yeah and, and that's it's, it's Sorry. a couple of hours long and if you spend that amount of time working on something that's quite short it inevitably is going to be or it feels at least like when you play it it feels as if it's been reiterated so often that all the corners have been sanded off it and which is probably why I describe it as, as feeling quite mild um, yeah I know what you mean but I think that's somewhat different from you know the approach of I think both both Fulbright games now is a story that seems that you know spends the first three quarters you know if you think about it in terms of like a play the first four acts of these games are tragedies and then the last act all of a sudden turns into a comedy you know yeah um in, in the not not the you know modern sense of laughter in the you know sort of dramatic sense of of things being left but comedy is almost too strong a term because things are left wrapped up and you know kind of what happened to an extent but I think what's interesting in both games is they feel very neat when you get to the end of them um, but 
they both end in ways where you're uncertain what's going to happen next. You kind of know how everyone got out of the specific situation they're in. You know, in, <laughs> in Gone Home, they've left. You know, they've run away. Um, but that's ambiguous. You know, it's melancholy. You're, mm. it's, it's good that they were able to leave. You know, that they were able to leave a bad situation and go somewhere else and, and try to make it on their own terms. But at the same time, it's the early 90s and they're teenage runaways, you know? Mm. Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen to them. Same with Tacoma. You know, the, the crew managed to get away. Um, and and there's this burgeoning sort of almost like evolution, you know, where a- AI is starting to be treated as kind of a sentient, I don't know, sentient intelligence worth protecting and everything. But who knows what these corporations who are so powerful that they have dominated everything you know how who knows how they're going to react to things you know corporations mm-hmm. aren't that are powerful enough to finance everything in Tacoma aren't necessarily just going to you know say well they really showed us and and that reforms like a deeply ingrained economic and cultural system um anyway so it's it's interesting they're tidy but they're also I, I don't think they're simple you know they mm-hmm. they don't they don't end in a way where it's I don't I don't know and and the idea of iteration in these games I think part of it probably comes from you do spend that much time with the story and I think things like a, a lot of your structural stuff I think probably gets banged out like really perfectly you think of writing a, a short story or something and if you sat and and every day you were, you know, working on aspects of it. Say, this is ridiculous, but say you're working on the font every day and you were thinking about covers for it every day and picking out people to read it as an audiobook every day, but you kept going back to the writing once in a while just to make sure it was still good, that, you know, that, that it was right, I think you would end up with something that was very tightly constructed and maybe too yeah. much so. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I talked for a long time there, but... No, I, I don't think at all. I, I think that what it, it feels like to me sometimes in a game like this and uh, in, in a lot of games and certainly games similar to it is that the writing is designed in the same way that the rest of the game is designed. You know, if if you take yeah. that, there's a, there's a sort of pragmatism. Every time I've interviewed game makers, one of the things that they take great pride in is, is their pragmatic approach to problem solving. Um, and I can remember interviewing the makers of Gone Home and asking, you know, what came first for this game was the idea to to do a story about a, a family living in the American suburbs in the 1990s, etc., or was it the the mechanics of the game? And it's the the mechanics come first. Hmm. You know, their, their inspiration was to do a game where you walk around a, a static space finding items, um, and the rest of it came from there. And what happens, I think, is the the, the same pragmatic problem solving make it accessible make it functional make it work approach that goes into game design and probably good game design is ends up being applied to writing and which doesn't necessarily benefit from it 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 doesn't necessarily benefit from it doesn't necessarily not benefit from it you know it's not necessarily wounded by it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i think that taking that approach to writing is uh yeah it's not a uniform solution um this this 
I suppose we ought to talk because we're running out of time, mm-hmm. and we need to talk about some of the things about Tacoma that we didn't like. Um, and now we've talked about it at this length. I, I feel like I've kind of hinted at the things I didn't like. Um, you know, I didn't like the the not tidiness. Maybe that was the wrong word to use, but. Um, yeah, I, I think just it, it seemed like a game that was going out of its way not to really rattle me. It felt quite safe. Yeah, uh, and, and there is something about that I like. You know, that that is, I really like the game. Um, I really like Portal Two because it's a it's a game where no one dies, and there's no killing, and it's full of jokes, and it's it's sort of something that everyone can enjoy, and I like it for that reason. And I think Tacoma has a lot of those qualities, and I like those qualities as well. But I also feel like after such a humdrum 2017 and also from the Fulbright company I was personally hoping for something that was going to rattle my cage a little bit more and that's not to say that the game is you know like objectively or, or bad in a way that extends beyond my personal taste but I was hoping for something that was going to um, like baffle me a little bit more uh, and provoke a little bit more and yeah. it, it, it was quite it was quite a clean game I think Um and the other thing is that stuff you were mentioning about, you know, that the villain is revealed to be the the corporation, and the reason that they've engineered this crisis is so that they can justify employing more robots and getting rid of human employees. I can't help but feel like, yeah, you can defend that as a reflection of our time, and you can say that that is, when you not not to say you can prove you can show we all know that that is. Eminently troubling problem for not eminently troubling problem. It's like a euphemism. This is something that's like fucking destroying people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is this is cutting into um, the, a way of life that's existed for for so long and and just forcing so many people into poverty and things like this. This is a huge contemporary problem, and it's uh, maybe an interesting plot thing on that basis. But I I felt like I could almost feel the writers predicting the editorials that they get written about that. I don't think that's fair though. <laughs> I, it I, seemed we... to me it seemed to me it seemed to me contrived. It, it 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 felt sort of placed there in a in quite a knowing again in if we're talking about writing as as an extension of design, it felt almost like something that had been designed in order to help the game's reputation as much as it's smooth interface or something like that. I don't get that impression. And usually I'm as cynical as you <laughs> about these things. I, I actually don't think I don't think at this point it's cynicism. Because if it was cynicism, I think it would be without base. Uh, I think there's there's so many examples of of hot button topics being kind of airlifted into not just games, but into into art generally, to to increase their visibility within the press. I I don't think that's cynical. I think I also you know what I I don't even consider it. I, I probably shouldn't talk about it as a criticism, because I actually don't blame anyone for doing it. And I, I also don't think that it's it's entirely done for the sake of your game's reputation. As I say, I I I feel like. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it, there is some like sincerity behind it. I do. I I don't think it's a, a completely practical decision, or I shouldn't have described it as a 
as a completely practical decision. But I don't think it's cynical. I don't think it's baseless. I, and it did it did feel to me. But what is this phoned in? Okay. Because I I see that. But what do you think this game is about? You know, like what what is it about? I if, don't know. If, I mean, I, if I, not I don't know. I don't things like I don't that. It, I don't necessarily want to ascribe an aboutness to it. I, no, I, I think know. That it's, I think that it's, it's it can be about that. It doesn't have to be about corporate avarice. I think it, it probably is to some extent about corporate avarice. I think it's also about loneliness. I think it's about okay, yeah, um, confinement. I think it's about. I feel um, I feel like that stuff is an extension, though, of you know the alienation of of being turned into uh, just a disposable kind of cog. I don't know. I I feel like loneliness and feeling abandoned existed long before mega corporations. No, no, no. I know. I know what you mean. I, I, but I think it's. Hmm. I I don't think it's apart from something of of this, you know, rampant capitalism, in this sci-fi world where, where these people are taught no. to think constantly of themselves as sort of, quanti- well, quantifiable you know value. And they are. I mean, quite literally, because when the the ship's oxygen starts to deplete, they have to think of themselves as you know how valuable am I? Which basically is to this, which is to yeah. me, my I think that's the the best point in the entire game. That's probably what ties it together. So you're right. I mean, it, it's not something that's entirely artificial. It's not something that comes completely out of nowhere. And I, I, I just, I just can't get, I just can't get away from. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't get away it's, from the maybe from the slight hypocrisy of it, maybe from the slight disingenuous of disingenuous, you know, <laughs> disingenuousness of it. I can't quite get away from even if it's an independent one, a company writing about the malfeasance of companies. It's what bothered me about Grand Theft Auto Five. It's what bothers me about Deus Ex. It what bo- it's what bothers me about Watch Dogs Two. What we talked about. I, I think that maybe. But it, it, it's I, I not think... quite the same with this game because this isn't a corporation that's making it. So it's not quite the same, and it doesn't bother me quite as much. But I still just can't help but feel like that's that's not yours to criticize. But uh, or this but isn't, who's yeah. who's allowed to then? A, well then, exactly. Who is allowed to? A writer, like, I guess, working, no. well, self-published. No, no, no because a, a lone writer, a singer-songwriter, well, people who are not exclusively, not exclusively, because there are so many books that, that do this stuff well that are published by huge companies. Well, but yeah, yeah. I'm tr- I'm troubled by the hypocrisy of it, but there's also no way around it, and it's probably wrong of me to lay it at the feet of Gone Home when I've got like you know Clash records on my shelf that are printed by like EMI or whatever, then. Yeah, I can't. I can't come and lay this. I think. Home, uh, yeah. Feet. I think that's the losing game, and I think especially when you, when you get down to, a, a small studio, who maybe, that maybe feels bigger because it's enjoyed, uh, a, from the outside. Small, you know, a, a small studio that that quite deliberately I think broke off from big studios to go and do their own thing. You know. It, yeah. It, these are probably these are probably not the people I should be criticizing for. No, no, no. I'm. But it, I, but it's still. It's, mm. Well, I mean, no, I don't think, I don't think that's a valid criticism here. I think it's a valid right. criticism elsewhere. Do you know what? I I think I've I think maybe. I've, I think I've got. I think I've got it right. I think I've got it. What? I I don't think what bothers me so much, is Tacoma, having that element 
within it. What bothers me is the is imagining or somebody who, who made Tacoma imagining people writing about it because I don't think Tacoma does it terrifically well and I feel like if you start writing about it as a wonderful example of like a corporate takedown or a takedown of corporate culture then you are maybe okay yeah reducing like lowering the bar mm. i suppose i don't know about lowering or, the bar because i think it's valid to to pick out any point of of a work that spoke to you and, and write about it i'm getting lost you know? i'm getting lost in this what's that I'm getting lost in this. I don't know. Something about it bothered me. And I, <laughs> no, I no, and I it think was. it's, I think it's worthwhile because something about the ending didn't quite stick to for me either. But I feel like it wasn't that. I guess I'll say this: for me, what felt the most true in this game was the moment where it's probably about halfway through. Maybe I'm not quite sure, but you are. Or maybe it's near the beginning because it's I think pretty soon after they figured out the you know they're having the obsolescence day party and the explosion goes off, and then the next time you're seeing them I think that time or the one after it's it's chronologically after that explosion and they're trying to figure out what to do, and there's this scene that I I for me like I said before is the the sort of culmination of everything for me, or or focal point of everything that happened in this game. Um, where, oh God, I forget his name. Uh, I think he was the little green guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is Andy, weird. And and then there was a, uh, sorry. I think he's Andrew. Yeah, that might Isn't be it? right. He's the one who, he's like afraid to go into cryogenic freezing. Yeah, I think it's Andrew, the botanist, which is probably why he's green. Yes. Okay. Yeah, botanist. That's right. And then the doctor, who I think his name's Sarah. If, if I'm getting that right yeah um, the, the two of them are talking and she has come up with the plan of uh, I won't go too much into the plan itself but it's sort of you know the, the typical space disaster plan of everything's gone wrong what are we going to do are we going to sit here and wait to die or are we going to try something desperate to maybe get out of this and their plan I think is to launch themselves toward the moon in in these cryopods, so they're unconscious. They're, you know, essentially put under. No, is to they've got a small thing that's meant to be for unloading and offloading. Right, right. From the ship, yeah. But aren't they supposed that. to be on it, or are they just jettisoning that they're, so it gets attention? They're, no, they're going to be on it. I think. Okay, right. Um, yeah, sorry. But you know, it's it's a risk, obviously, that they may go into this cryo sleep and this whole thing doesn't work and they just die in in this cryogenic freezing. Um, and so they have to make this decision whether or not, you know, the they're all saying this is the best option we have. Is that or we just die? And, you know, that's very familiar. And I'm planning to write about this, so no one take it. Ed, don't write it after we finish recording this. <laughs> but the, the big moment is the, the guy, uh, Andrew, I guess, uh, the botanist, saying that he doesn't want to do it because the company is probably going to come get them. And she says to him, like, think about it. Think about the value of what this ship is versus how much it would cost for them to send out help to get us right now and bring us back. And yeah. it just doesn't make sense. They won't do it because it's not in their... It's just 
black and white numbers. They won't do it. And so we have to, we are in this mess, not because, uh, you know, put aside all the stuff that comes later, but the conspiracy and the AI and everything. And that moment right there is just them saying, you know, we are people and we are dying and we're scared and we're going to try something desperate. And it's not because of some, you know, courageous aspect of the human spirit. It's just, we just got fucked by a corporation. Like that is supposed to be, you know, they're our employer and this is how little they care. We will die here, you know, passing out one by one and dying in space just because it doesn't make sense for them to spend the money to save us. You know, and, and I thought right there that crystallized everything about the game. Um, it, it was so much truer. It, it was such a good dramatic encapsulation of, of, you know, income inequality or wealth inequality and, and, you know, the, the outsized power that corporations have over employees and, and just people in general, that you would have this dramatic, you know, distillation where these people are going to die. They just don't have oxygen. You know, they don't have the most basic thing you need to stay alive, and they're going to die for it. And a company could just save them by, you know, making one phone call or pressing one button, and they won't because it'll cost a little bit. And that was everything about this game right there. And I think the rest of it kind of dilutes that. Um, I've talked so long about this that I forget where well, I started I, from with it. I, I think I think that's a really... That, that is the moment and I think that the way you describe it I think that's a the really great image as well is that um, what they need is something really really basic the most basic thing and this corporation is quite directly denying it them. Um, I think I'm going to take one last go at trying to get at why this bothered me and if I, fu if I fuck it up now then, then I'm just going to leave it okay and I guess I realise where I started from too is that I guess that was the moment and then you know, sort of elaborating on that with more sort of plot, you know, piling it on to me, sort of watered that down. Right. Is is sort of where I was coming from with that. I don't think you can top that moment. Right, yeah. That's the uh, crescendo, the sort of climax of everything the game's doing and everything that surrounds it feels like a... It just feels unnecessary, right? You know, I think yeah, you still yeah. have them getting rescued and, and things mm -hmm. like that but you don't need the, the conspiratorial part of it. Yeah. I think it's a little bit... Anyway, whatever. I don't want to stay on it, but it... It doesn't, it doesn't need to have been engineered. It's just the corporation's indifference that is the story. Yeah, which I think is more evil, is maybe more truthfully evil than... Mm. I, I mean, whatever, a corporation would could definitely do what the corporation does in this one. You know, in terms of staging an accident uh, to try to manipulate world economies, which which sounds so grand, right? But yeah, but you know, whatever a corporation would kill, that's not unheard of. It happens. Um, but I but I think it it always seems a little a little big. You know. I uh, well, I, it's big. Yeah, I. I um... I, I appreciate them kind of going to almost you know the extreme lengths with it saying that they're just going to kill us because it costs more you know, I, I like the potency of that um, I think to, yeah to try one last time to really get at this from, from my side of the plate and I think the way I need to do it is to, is to 
preempt everything I'm about to say with this is not a judgment on, on Tacoma exclusively because I don't think that this is something that Tacoma this is like this is not a problem that Tacoma is created in mm-hmm. my mind this is not a problem that Tacoma is even the best example of in my mind but I feel like games find it easier prefer or get talked about more or for some reason become more attracted to critics if they are with like a capital A and an S about something and I feel like it's appealing to make your game and to write about the game if you've got something that's it's it's very evidently about so for me when I play Tacoma I enjoy it because it's a game about things that are not easily passed into simple words it's about not just love and cooperation it's about the love and cooperation specifically between these characters it's about these quite um, not necessarily heavy but involved intimate nuanced things I don't to say and to try and appeal I think when you make it a game about corporate corruption you're appealing to something in gaming culture that prefers to write about big topics and kind of concepts and uh, like not textbook necessarily but things that are sort of more vaporous or or more hot Hmm. button you know I think you're you're appealing it's the same kind of thing that that likes to um, talk about what it's like to be a person or what it is to be a person rather than what it's like to be a person to say that this is a game like like Actual Sunlight to me was never exactly a game of, about mental health and depression. It was about Evan Winter and Will O'Neill, you know. Uh, but it was it was kind of easier and, and like more attractive, or, or kind of was likely to deserve more, like get more plaudits if you could say it was a game about mental health and depression because it makes it sound kind of more broadly appealing. Mm. So Tacoma is about these quite small things for me. It's about these quite, and they're what those are what make it fascinating. These quite small things, the interactions, the shared words, the experiences that. The, the little things that are going on between the characters but that's kind of a harder sell for some reason that's it. I don't think it should be and I don't think it's only a harder sell in the world of games but that's a harder sell than this is a game about corporate corruption there's something about that that's kind of like more of a buzz and I wish that it wasn't and I get that I, I, I feel a little bit gutted that at the end of Tacoma which for a long time had been a game almost like exclusively about these small things going on between characters it became about this this big thing this buzzword and I I don't blame Tacoma for it and I, I don't think it's exclusive to Tacoma I don't think it's exclusive to games I I don't think it's something that game makers are only doing and critics are trying to fight against I think we're all in it together and I just wish that it wasn't the case. I wish that it was possible to sell a game basically where you said, yeah, I don't really know quite exactly what this is about. Where I could say this is about this guy. You know, this, it's a game about this guy. It's a game about this woman. It's a game about this family. Rather than this is a game about this thing you've read in the news. Um, do, you see what I'm, do you see what I'm getting I at? I 100% get that. I don't think... I don't think I'm with you on it, but I, I completely understand what you're talking I, about. I concede and enjoy and have myself written things where you combine 
these small moments with characters right 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 with 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 the big overarching this is kind of what's going on like the almost like a tertiary thing you know this is this is the thematic element that they're all laboring under you know it's not just a game about winston smith smoking cheap cigarettes this is a game about <laughs> you know him living under this regime and and this regime is itself representative of whatever so I, of course like of course but I feel like there's something at the moment in games that prefers so much the hot button and the buzzword because I think what games are trying to do... I think that's outside of games too now. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I think for games... If, uh, it probably is. Let me just talk exclusively about games. Yeah, I, yeah. I, to talk exclusively about games, the reason I think it happens here is because we're still bent on proving games to the world. So to be able to say like we are making games about corporate corruption feels like instant, like that's a top right. line sell to kind of mainstream culture that is like it's easier to say that we're making games about corporate corruption than it is to say you know to explain what Tacoma I think actually is or is at its best the, the tragedy being for me that bigger culture bigger art whatever whoever the games are trying to appeal to will probably be more enthused and take more seriously if you can actually sit down and describe what Tacoma really or kind of is doing on the small scale so what I would say is that I think what you're identifying though is that the way I can think of it is that you're you're frustrated with the marketing really more than and and you know as people who write about games too frustrated with the, the system of how writing on the internet works now you know it's I'm sort, just, sort of I'm... this whole you know fucking snake's pit of interlocking I'm, issues yeah. right I'm, I'm frustrated with the Ouroboros you know it's it, it's not just like I'm frustrated with the marketing not the game I or I'm frustrated with the marketing not the game or the criticism I feel like everyone is starting to inflect the other and I can almost see that in action when I play Tacoma. Yeah, and I, I think you. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm saying you. I guess pointedly toward you, but I I don't know how. I'm trying not. To, I don't want to be too prescriptive, but I think you have to, not. I think you have to shut that out. Mm. I think you have to look at this thing as. And try to give everything the benefit of the doubt and say this is what it is. This is what these people were. Work, work, oh, minds. work from there, and then work backward and and see if they disprove you. You know, I yeah. I feel that way about a lot of games, and and a, you know most art and entertainment in general is I will start in good faith. Um, because I've been surprised so many times. I think it, it's it's right to start in good faith, even with stuff that looks suspect, or you know in in whatever different way. And let it. I don't know. There, I don't want to qualify forever. There are certain things that maybe are too suspect to start with, but you know, start in good faith and let it disprove it to you if it's going to. And for me, Tacoma never did. You know, mm. the twist, that, and that's why I say said before the twist at the end. I didn't want it because, like I said, I it, I felt it was, it was maybe a bit much. It was a bit more than I needed. It kind of diluted the, the the truth of this game, the core of it. Mm. Um, but I don't think it was cheap. I, I think it was something that, you know, is how that story was to them. As as near as I can tell that that, that was the story and that's where the story went for them. And you can criticize saying, I think that 
it didn't need that or it felt you know it, whatever whatever way you want to criticize it but I I do not think it was calculated in, or mm. you know That's you, what you know what I mean by calculated in the sense of course it was you know fucking <laughs> drawn out as this is yeah this is how we want to end up but I, I don't think it was yeah I, I I can't ascribe that to this game for whatever reason and, like... and I see why you think the way you do with this but I can't <laughs> I sort of can and can't I, I, I feel like I can and can't I I know I I don't it's not like I, I want to or don't want to I don't want this or I don't want this to be a calculated decision so I can have a go at the game and I don't want it to not be a calculated decision so I can love the game I'm not I'm not kind of no no not the, I... that's not the decision that's not the dilemma that I'm on the horns of here I just can't tell I think that the, this has gone on for so long or I've seen this kind of stuff happen so often now that I can't tell what it, when an author is being genuine in games anymore I can't tell when something is because you play like a Ubisoft game and in those games so much of the the, the like political leanings I, I think are focus tested are focus tested yeah, I, I... Are, are group decisions and then they feel disingenuous and they feel cheap and lame and like they have all the sincerity pulled out of them and then you play Tacoma and because it's also a video game and only because it's also a video game that, that suspicion can't help but creep into my mind as well but like you I you know I I don't know I don't feel like it necessarily is the case it's just it's there like game games have ruined this for me I will say one more thing yeah about this topic earlier on in this discussion I was talking about how I'm frustrated by a culture that seems to overarch games that that dehumanizes their characters that that makes human people uh, human people that makes humans um, meaningless somehow that makes them kind of artificial and this is a game where there's a corporation i.e. a big overarching culture that you know very deliberately and, and, and potently dehumanizes people so maybe it's there's an element of satire there that I'm missing or not missing but you know I've only just identified um, it, yeah it could I, I was thinking that at one point when you were talking but I thought maybe it no it's I think you can support that if you want to argue that I think, you, I think can... you could support that yeah I think that might be in there as well um you know, if I was writing the article, it might be something like, you know, is is the big corporation in Tacoma actually video games? And you, I think you can kind of work back from that um, slightly well, there, firebrand hypothesis. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, you know, uh, more specifically, there's a, a piece that just came out that I initially was uh, a piece that just came out from Paste uh, from the games editor there, Garrett, who we both you know, worked with, and he wrote about, uh, you know, sort of saying Tacoma, you know, about these different, these different labor issues, essentially, and, and likened, uh, you know, some of the corporate practices to a criticism of video game crunch, you know, of, yeah, yeah, of the, yeah. of the, you know, atrocious video game labor practices, which I think is fair, too, that you can say, look yeah. at this game, it's, it's, uh, which is, you know, if you want that narrative, and I think you can argue this. I think Garrett does, and you could go, you know, you could take it even further and and say, look at this, you know, these people who broke off from was it 2K or something because they mm-hmm. Steve Gaynor and Carla uh, can never pronounce her last name. Like Zamanja. Right. I think they were both. Didn't they both work on Bioshock too? 
or, or yeah, something like that. The expan- they worked on the expansion, which was called Minerva's Den. Right. So, you know, if you wanted to, and I, I don't know, I wouldn't go this far maybe because I think it would be more interesting to to discuss in an interview or something with them. But you know, some aspects of it feel like uh, turning around and and spitting in the face of you know video games being dominated by sort of faceless corporations that sometimes don't feel like they care very much about human life I think it is I, I think it's there I think, I think it's there for you to yeah. find I, I think it's also the end result of a lot of people who have worked within corporations to uh, you know that will in, reflect in your art going forward I think my my suspicious opinion of it or my suspiciousness toward it probably comes from games made under that culture you know games of that that culture uh, rather than Tacoma itself right um, and sort of all where... major you know all all games released under major publishers right now are kind of guilty until proven innocent of that kind of stuff mm. of yeah of cashing in basically on stuff that they don't really have any uh, any basis in any really interest in any any like concern about but know that they will get them more sales um yeah i feel like there's the you know i i always say you know if if games are patently and and almost ubiquitously and without reserve sexist if you said to the, the the people who's can finally kind of undo all that if you said to them you would make more money if you stopped being sexist you know would they do it? I don't know. Would they do it? I don't know. I don't know how far that plundering into into political or social uh, real concern just for the sake of earning more money. I don't know how far that goes. I don't know if there are some things that are, are just ingrained and they just do, and it is actually from the heart, but it's all negative. It's hard to tell, and that's the thing that anyway. I don't, th- feel, this... like the se- I don't feel like sexism is one that would just go away if they could make more money from no. being sexist. No. That's that's kind of there to stay. But look what I happens like in games is... where they they some games that are marketed as being, you know, we are creating strong female characters. You know, it's it's the big yeah, exactly. tagline. Yeah. You know, look, look at that rebooted Lord, uh, Tomb Raider, and and look at how much more how much more sort of insidious the sexism is in the in the newer Tomb Raiders than it is in the old ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's not cartoonish exactly. anymore. It's reflecting something that's. So, what I think is they'll say it if they think it'll get them more money and attention. They won't do it. In, unless you have no. the right people, you know. Unless you have the right. That's the other thing, and that's you know we're way out in the weeds here, but that's you know th- this is part of when when you I think are a video game critic, especially video games. All all art critics, have, you know, to some extent, need to reckon with how you evaluate things made within the systems in which they're made and try to find the humanity in them you know you can't at the same time i would never knock like you know a, a, a game made by i don't know i wouldn't knock red dead redemption because for for having things to say if it had more to say about uh well it does have things to say <clears throat> about you know american capitalism and was made under you know some of the legal excesses of american capitalism where the people who were making it were ground into dust in the process, you know? Um, mm. But that shouldn't, I think, torpedo an entire project. 
and, and that's maybe what I, you know, to bring it back to Tacoma as well. I think they're well within their rights to say anything they want to about corporations. I think even like a, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think this is us. You know, I think we've we've done it. I think this is as far as we can we can. This is the end, isn't it? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just worried. I'm still, yeah, I'm still, you know, interested in all these things, and I think they are, but they're, it's maybe they're not Tacoma. Uh, yeah, I think we're a few degrees out <laughs> at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave that there then. Um, I, I, yeah, Tacoma. Seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wish I got a few more hours out of it though. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're gonna charge twenty dollars, you should at least have uh, X hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> the content was pretty good, but you know, when you break oh, it down, no. um, I like this game. I think people should play it. Are we still talking? Rec- I-, I was just gonna cut it at the seven out of ten bit. Don't don't do it. Just let's just wrap it up more more properly. Ah. Uh. Okay. Just a, um, a final word. Don't don't worry. Who cares? I uh, yeah. I my opinion on it is um, very mixed. I feel like I've had a, a small existential crisis trying to kind of uh, say for certain what I think about this game, uh, and and I I, I I don't mean that in to be in and of itself um, like applaud it. I, you know, it's not like oh yeah, it really made me think. It's like mixed in a kind of you really have to have to dissect this one. I can't decide whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's emblematic of something that I find insidious in gaming culture, whether it's trying to to you know be balm on that stuff. I don't know. And I, I can't. I, and it's weird because I, I was saying earlier on, it's such a tidally told story, almost, almost to its detriment. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I'm not sure where I come down on it. Um, I, I agree with you. I yeah. don't think that's a. And I also said I, it was mild, and I still feel like it is mild, but it's like the the, the mildness almost makes it more yep. difficult to decide yep. upon. Yeah. You know, if it was if it was terrifically bad, you say it was terrifically bad. If it was if it was sort of earth shaking, I suppose in the sense of gone home, you could say so. But this is just, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean, and I will still, you know, I I think I was saying at the very beginning that I I like this game quite a bit, and I'm worried about being too enthusiastic about how much I like it because of the context it exists within right now. I feel like I will mm. know how I feel better about this game in, you know, even even a week from now. Um, because to me, this game, what I, you know, left it with is, is almost like a game like uh, Nier from earlier this year, which would be, mm. I think, the two games that have sort of done something for me so far this year. Um, and, and same with both of them. I, I think they're both well worth playing um, and I don't know I think you can have these kind of discussions about them where you end up going pretty far afield and it's it's hard to say that they're you know one thing or the other and, and I don't know I enjoy that so for me that makes them worthwhile 
Oh yeah, I don't think there's anything to be lost by playing this game. Of course not. I, uh, on the contrary, I think there's a lot you can you can get out of it. There's a lot you can gain. But yeah, like you, I, I think it's one that's gonna. And I mean, I I felt this way a little bit about Nier Automata. Let it sit, let it percolate, and I'll decide how I feel then. And I ended up not liking it. So. And yeah, the opposite happened for me. I really didn't. It did, didn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> I really didn't like it when I when I first finished it, and then liked it more right at the end. And mm. um, thank God I didn't have to uh, formulate formal thoughts. I had you know twenty four hours to think about it as opposed to the usual half hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. I, I All right. Yeah. I think that's uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe we'll. Uh... Another hour and a half on Tacoma later on. Let's do. Christ. Yeah, listen. I, I hope you enjoyed this because you could have played all of Gone Home in this time, and I'm sure that would have been a much <laughs> richer emotional and intellectual experience for you. <laughs> Instead of listening to the the vultures picking away at the uh... mm, delicious game carry on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Go play Tacoma. That's my last thought. Goma, play Tacoma and Soma and Gone Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>